This morning's scripture reading is taken from Luke chapter 2, verse 21. In the Blue Pew Bible, it can be found on page 880. Again, the text is Luke 2, verse 21, found on page 880 of the Pew Bibles. Now hear the word of the Lord from the Gospel of Luke. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise a child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. For we pray in Jesus' mighty and merciful name. Amen. All right, kids. Uh, how many of you like to play pretend? You do that as a kid? You play pretend? Raise your hand, yeah? Maddie, what do you like to pretend? Is there anything specific you like to do? When I was a kid, I liked to do G.I. Joe. I played Star Wars. I pretend I was Luke Skywalker. What's that? Harry Potter. Oh, that's so cool. Who do you like to be? Like Hermione? Hermione, okay, good. What about you, Maddie? Who do you like to be? Oh, I'm sorry, Alex. What do you like to be? I'm sorry, Alex. That was silly. Go ahead. Who do you like, who do you like to play? Oh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh, nice. Okay, great. Good. Who else? Anyone else like to? Who else? Any other adults want to own what they used to pretend to play when they were kids? Anyone? No. We're going we're, to we're, we're keep... keep. Army, okay, like G.I. Joe or something like that, just Army, yeah, I could dress up and, you know, excellent, good. What other, anyone else like to pretend when they were kids? Roy Rogers, Roy Rogers. awesome, there we go, now we're reaching back, back to the, this is back in the day, that's awesome, there we go, Roy Rogers, good, who else, anyone else? Okay, who the, you pretend that you were an adult. Why does that not surprise me? That is, that is great. Pretend to be an adult. Good, that's wonderful. We pretend to be up. I would play like, like you're a parent. Like you're, you play a house where your mom and dad or something. Like they have kids. That's something that, that we often do. There's, there's so much. Uh, kids are so full of imagination, right? It's, isn't it wonderful to, to do things like to dress up and to play pretend? It's one of the great things about Halloween, right? You can dress up. Uh, and to be in a certain costume, maybe dress up as Captain America, or maybe dress up as, as whoever it may be, it's fun to pretend, okay? It's very, in fact, it's very fun to pretend. But there's another kind of playing pretend, listen to this, kids, that isn't fun. In fact, it's very scary. And it's not just scary, it's really sad. How many of you kids have ever had someone be mean to you and then, yeah, Maddie, you know what I'm talking about, okay? They've been mean to you. And then they pretended like they hadn't done anything wrong. Right? Maddie, you know what I'm talking about. Alex, you know what I'm talking about, right? What that, what's that like when someone is mean? They say something mean. They do something mean to you. And then they pretend like they hadn't done anything wrong. How does that feel? Strange. It's really it's a difficult feeling because you feel like you know that some you think that something's been done wrong, but then you wonder, am I just imagining? Is this is this real? And why won't they, Why are they pretending like they haven't done anything wrong? Now listen to Jesus' words. Listen to this. Jesus says this. Why do you look at the speck of dust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the log? In your own eye. What's Jesus saying? What's he talking about? 
Then he says, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you, you, you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? What's he talking about there? Planks and specks? Jesus is talking about how often we focus on other people's sin, other people's failures. We point the finger and say, ha, look what you did wrong. But what, 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 and we're pointing at something that's a speck in someone's eye. And Jesus says, actually, guess what? There is a log in your own eye that we don't see. So this is really scary. Think about this for a second. Because there's once one thing to pretend like we haven't done anything wrong. It's even another thing to what? To simply not know that it's there. And in fact, Jesus, I think, is kind of silly here. I've got a log here, thanks to Nat bringing a log from, from his fireplace. And I've got, it's not really a speck, but it's going to have to do. I need some volunteers. You want to volunteer? Maddie, you want to come up here? Julianne, want to come up here? Okay. Okay, this is going to be kind of silly, all right? So Maddie, come on over. Let's see, what I'm going to have you do, Maddie, is take this log... Okay, and then Julianne, come up here, and I want you to do, if you can here, I want you to, I'm going to, I'm going to look, look, and look, look, look up in the sky. Okay, look up in the sky, all right, all right, all right, I'm going to put this speck right here, okay, right next to your eye. Now, now, now uh, Maddie, I want you to put that log right in front of your face. Can you do that? Just right, there you go, perfect. Now, can you hold it with one hand, you think? You know, it's kind of easy, but put it right, right there, right by your eyes, closer, even closer. Now, can you get the speck out of Julianne's eye? No, right? It's impossible. Do you know what else want to try? Good job, Maddie. Everyone give Maddie a round of applause. Who else wants to try to get the speck out of Julianne's eye? Alex, you want to come try? All right, you come try and see if you can get the speck out of her, out of her eye. Come on up here, Maddie. Come on. Right, come on up, Alex. I don't know why I keep... I tell you. I just, who knows? Come on, Alex. Come up here. Now, play, now put that log right in front of you. How, can you see the speck? Can you see it? Can you be able to do that? No, you can't. Can you? Good job, Julian. You're doing great, by the way. Here, hey, everyone give Alex a round of applause. Here, let me try now. Ready? I'm going to do this. Ready? How am I doing? Bad. Bad. <laughs> Julian, everyone give Julian a round of applause. All right? All right? What is, what, no, this is no, kind of silly. In fact, I think Jesus is actually being silly here. You know, Jesus doesn't say a lot of silly things, but I think he was actually smirking when he said this. But listen to this, guys. This is so, kids, this is so important. Although Jesus was being kind of silly, what he's talking about is something incredibly scary. When we ignore the sin in our own life, and all we do is point the finger at others when we pretend as if we've done nothing wrong. Raise your hand if you've ever done that before. I've done that many times in my life. And when we, when we do that, you know what? Who wants to be around someone who's only pointing the finger? Someone who never actually says, I was wrong. Now kids, I want you to look at me. Everyone look at me. Kids, all, kids of all ages here, when was the last time you said, I have sinned? If we can't remember, that's a problem, a really big problem. Not just saying, I have sinned to God, but look at someone else, a, a sibling, a brother or a sister, a parent, a grandparent, a classmate, and said, what I did was wrong. 
Because if we can't remember, if we don't know, then we're living a life that is a lie. Because Jesus is saying here in this passage, he's saying, listen, all of us have a log in our own eye. Isn't that amazing? He, Jesus is saying that what sin does to us, listen to this, what sin does to us is it blinds us to our own faults. Isn't that scary? Kids, listen to this. I volunteer regularly at a hospital. And when I go into the hospital, I knock, I go into the, the room, I knock on the door, and I say to the patient, I say, hey, my name is Bruce, I'm from Pastoral Care, how are you today? And we start talking a little bit, and I say, I ask them several questions. I say, are you, I, a number of questions, one of the questions I ask them, this may sound silly, but I say, do you know what's wrong with you? And some people are able to say, oh yeah, this is what's wrong, or whatever. But some people say, listen to this, kids, some people will say this. They will say, well, the doctor says, I've got this, but I don't think I do. Or they'll say, one, one man even said to me, he said, the doctor, he said, I, I, I think I've just got a headache. You know what a headache is, kids? It's right when your head aches, right? It's where your head is hurting. He said, I just think I've got a headache. Now listen to this. But the doctors think that I've got a tumor in my head. Now listen to this, kids. Who do you think's right? The patient or the doctor? Now, both? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and as parents, we know that doctors aren't always right, right? But, but think about it. Who is probably Right. Now listen to this, kids. This is very important again. Jesus in Luke chapter 5, listen to this. He said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Do you know what Jesus is saying? Jesus is saying, I'm the doctor, and I'm saying that what? That we, that you people, that you, you and I, all of us, that we are sick, that we are sinners. And we can pretend otherwise. But if we pretend otherwise, listen to this. Jesus will never be our friend. Jesus has no interest in knowing us at all. Because we're pretending to be people who don't, who aren't sick. Okay? So do you, do you follow what I'm saying, kids? This is just so important that we stop and think, wow, and what kind of person am I? Am I the kind of person who is willing to say, I'm sorry? Who's willing to say, you know, I sinned. Not just to do it once in a prayer to God, but to do it on a regular basis before others, before our, our brothers, our sisters, our parents, and again, parents, are we doing this with our children? Are we regularly saying, I'm so sorry I yelled at you. I'm sorry that I was short with you. I'm sorry that I assumed the worst of you. I'm sorry that um, I, I didn't make time for you. Are we confessing our sins? Because there's, there's few things more powerful. Listen to this. There's few things more powerful in life than confessing our sins and forgiving the sins of others. And again, I want you to hear this. Jesus 
says repeatedly, and in fact, Jesus was not liked. A lot of the religious leaders who pretended to be sinless, who pretended, to, who pretended like, they didn't, like nothing was wrong, they got mad at Jesus. You know why? Because Jesus was someone who loved to hang out, to be friends with sinners and tax collectors. In fact, they said, we don't like him because he's a friend of sinners. Isn't that amazing? And what, what, what they meant by that was that Jesus, they said that Jesus should be, should be, should be say, I'm not going to be friends with them. I'm not going to hang around you if you keep getting things wrong. But Jesus was someone who said, no, I actually came precisely to be with sinners and tax collectors. And so kids, let me ask you, is that who you are? Are you someone who sins, who sins regularly, who sins repeatedly, and yet confesses and repents and seeks to change and to grow and to be different? There's nothing more important. In fact, I can't tell you how many spouses, when I'm in counseling, listen to this, kids, I will be in counseling with a married couple. And there is a world of difference between a, a spouse who says they're sorry again and again for things they do and one who pretends like they don't. Jesus, when Peter asked Jesus, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister? Up to seven times? Jesus said, no, not seven times. I tell you, 70 times seven. Jesus says that basically we should, there's, Jesus anticipates there being a lot of sin. There's going to be a lot of sin as, as siblings. When I was little, I had an older brother, an older sister, a younger brother. We sinned against each other all the time. And, and our parents would make us uh, make us confess and forgive each other. It was such an important part of learning to, to be a family. So kids, I want you to hear this today, that, that Jesus is a friend of sinners. And not only that, he dies for sinners. He goes to the cross to die, to wipe out all of our sin, to pay the full penalty for all that we have done, past, present, and the future, the question is, do you care about that? Do you want your sins paid for? And you can't have your sins paid for if you pretend like they're not real. So Jesus, again, is a friend of tax collectors and sinners. His name, when, when in, this, in this verse that, that, that Sarah read for us, this verse says that, 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 that his parents, Joseph and Mary, named him Jesus. And Jesus, the name Jesus means Savior. The one who saves us from our sins, from the penalty of our sins. That is to say, when, 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 when we do something wrong, it needs to be punished. God isn't a God who just looks the other way. He has to punish sin. If he didn't punish sin, how terrible would that be? Right? But he punishes sin. And but he came to die on a cross to pay for not just for a little bit of our sin or some of our sin, but for all of it. Now think about that. How, what would it be like if you guys, dis, think about like this, kids, if you disobeyed your parents, you did something really bad, something that you know that, that would just get you in so much trouble, and you were caught, and they were going to punish you, and then one of your siblings came forward and said, I will take the punishment 
instead. I mean, who would do that? That's an amazing thing. Jesus did that, and the reason he did it is because he loves you. He cares about you. He wants you to have a relationship with the Father. He wants you to know the welcome and the wisdom that his Father has, a way of living life that is better, that is beautiful. So Jesus is a Savior who saves us from the penalty of sin. But not only the penalty of sin, from the power of sin. See, here's the thing, guys, what kids was so scary, is that when we sin, we think, oh, well, I blew it, and I, maybe I shouldn't do that again. But guess what happens? We do it again. And we begin to realize that we can't stop doing it. We can't stop saying mean words. We can't stop getting angry. We can't stop thinking that we're better than others. We can't stop uh, just feeling sorry for ourselves. There's all kinds of things that we can't stop doing. Sin not only has a penalty over us, has a penalty that we must face, sin has a power over us that we can't stop, stop, can't stop doing it. And kids, I want you to hear that. Say, do you understand there's a power to sin that we can't stop doing it and we're stuck? And Jesus, as our Savior, comes and saves us from the power of sin, showing us a way that is more beautiful, that is better, teaching us to say no to our sin and yes to his ways, to his beautiful, uh, his beautiful law. Uh, let me close with this, okay? In Psalm 1, we have a, listen to this, kids, we have a beautiful contrast. Um, the psalmist talks about, he says, there are two ways that we can live our lives. The first way is to, li- is to listen, is, is to love and listen to his law. And if we do that, listen to this, the psalmist says that we will be like a tree planted by a stream of water that yields, that gives its fruit every season, in its, in its season. Isn't that beautiful? Do you want your life to be a tree that bears fruit, that gives life to others, that's full of, that's green and beautiful? The only way we can do that is to follow in the way of the Word, to follow in the way of Jesus. Or, or, do you want to live a life of the wicked, which the psalmist says is like the chaff. You know what chaff is? The chaff that the wind blows away. Chaff is after when someone's harvesting and they, they take the wheat and, they, and all that's left is the chaff and they, and they take it and they are able to blow it away and it's just, it goes away with the wind and it's gone. It's inconsequential. No one cares about it. it no one remembers it. See, people don't like to remember bad people. People don't like to remember selfish people. People don't like to remember people like that. They remember a tree, a beautiful tree that bears its fruit. So how do we want our lives to be? Kids, Jesus comes to be a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Isn't that beautiful? He comes to save us from the penalty of our sin and the power of our sin. Let's pray together.